this is Whitney, and welcome back to another episode of Spastic Chatter. Spastic Chatter is a platform made to feature those in the seropolitic community, and I get together weekly with individuals with CP, like myself, to have an unsensored chat, if you will, about what it's like living with this type of disability. And for this week, I have Izzy, and I um found her on... I found her because the Rolex were doing some promo for their uh, Rolex experience live, and I thought she was really cool. And she's a uh, talk. She's she's a she has a background in something that we don't that as a society is not very talk not talked about very much, and that is and that is that she's a sexual health and wellness advocates. So today we're going to learn more about Izzy and um, talk a little bit about what about what that means being being a sexual health and wellness advocate. So I'll let Izzy introduce herself. Yes, thank you and thank you for having me on Whitney. So as Whitney said, my name is Izzy. I am, I have spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy. I work for a center for independent living, and I also pride myself on being a sexual health and wellness advocate for people with disabilities. So my main focus is to educate people with disabilities and um, not people that are not disabled about the sexuality of people with disabilities. Yes. So, so what? So what made you want? Well, you kind of already answered this, but if you want to go into detail, what made you want to start like being an advocate in that in that realm? So I think there were many things throughout my life that kind of like sexuality just sprinkled in. Um, before we started recording, I I shared with you that I have a background in higher ed. Um, so during my graduate program, I worked for my university's disability resource center. Um, and so when you go to college, at least a public college, college, sex and sexuality is a very open topic. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you're very common, like I know my university, we had something called sex week, where we would like, literally, there would be different seminars about different sexualities and just learn about sex. And it came to my realization during that time, I was like, okay, great, we're learning about all these other people but where's the intersect of people with disabilities and sexuality? Where's the disabled sex? So there wasn't, there was all these panels, but there wasn't one for disability? No, there was your, there was your LBGTQ, which is a great thing. There was your um, people of color, your women of color, which were all great things, but there was never a conversation of disabled people and having sex. That's, that was just like, that's very odd to me. Yeah. And so, and funny enough, I grew up in a very conservative home. So when you, like, if you were to ask all my friends if they would have thought growing up that I would be the one talking about sex as an adult, they'd be like, is he? No. Nah. But yeah. now here I am, and it's because I was like, if it was just so new to me everywhere that there was, you've learned about sexuality, but nobody talked about people with disabilities yeah. and them having sex. Yeah, so I just wrinkled it in and I was like, and that kind of just took the light bulb off and 
my life has just led me in other ways. That's, just heard talking um, about it. That's that's very to me. That's very unusual on a college campus. I I think I think I have like my majors were my undergrad was in rehabilitation uh, services. So like of course you know what that is. It's like the vocational side of helping people with disabilities. Yep. So one of so like one one class we had to do was like the psychosocial aspects of having a disability and my granted my professor had a disability himself um he 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 did a whole lecture on sexuality and disability so like so like that was a very that was a very open topic within our like within our program but if you're I'm, i still can't get over that if there's all these panels like why wouldn't i don't know yeah and I mean, we have the vagina monologues. I don't know if you know what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, my college had that too. Yep, and you just don't see. You don't. I can't realize you don't see anyone represented. You don't see no. anyone representing. You don't see it talked about. Um, and so, like, I was kind of the pioneer, trying to steer that conversation. I was trying to build a partnership between the Women's Resource Center. And the disability center about the do something about sex, yeah. and we did, but it was more once again, more health related. It yeah. wasn't like sex, so yeah. Well, um, again, if those if those resources aren't if it's not talked about, then like people, people, people with disabilities have no have no. Uh, have no reference or, or like they have no like don't grow like they grow up just thinking like oh this is not possible like or where where do I like where do I fit in like you know you know you know what I'm trying to say like yeah and one thing I was seeing and I have no science to back this up or anything like that but throughout my work and I continue to see it I keep seeing a large intersection between disability and those who identify is trans or non-binary. So what resources do, do they have? What does that look like? Yeah, exactly. And I keep thinking, I keep, uh, as we're talking, I keep thinking about, um, like, my dating experience. The very first, like, it is very common for the very, the very first question a person has for somebody that they potentially going to date is, can you have sex? And like, of, like, of course, like, but the, the society society puts that um, kind of like that that a uh, stigma that disability there's no like we we there's no sex like we're not sexual like we're asexual. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of why I wasn't seeing any representation because of course we wouldn't be talked about sexy because we weren't seen as sexual to begin with. Yeah, and um. I, from like looking at, from like looking at your Instagram and like, I don't know where I've seen this. I think it might've been the, the panel that I, that I looked at. You, you are a, so you, do you teach um, the sexual, I like the, the sexual ed classes at your independent living center or? Yes. So I am certified in a, in a particular curriculum called the Elevatus Training which is a training, it's a sexuality training 
specifically tied for people with developmental disabilities. That's so awesome. I teach, um, there's a whole group of us, but I'm one of the facilitators for sexuality trainings at the center. Okay. So like I, I, I was a part of, um, like, because every, uh, I think, well, the Center for Independent Living that I worked at in Austin also had that class. So like I was a, I was a part of that. I was a, I was a moderator, observer, whatever you want to call it, for that class. And yeah. I believe that it, it is totally necessary to have that class because prior to coming to the Independent Living Center, the the consumers had they had no uh, education on what on what what sexuality entails. So like like they they were pretty much like written off like oh oh they just have a disability like they don't need to learn they don't need to learn about this stuff. But then they were then they're gonna then they were would be getting themselves in situations that they didn't know they didn't know anything about and they didn't know how to get out of. So I believe that those yeah. classes are are really important. Yeah. Yeah. And sexuality is so much more than sex. It's healthy relationships. It's loving yourself. So much more than that. Um, and I think people often forget that. I, I see the word sexuality and they're like, oh, we're going to talk about penis and vagina and yeah. all that. And it's so much more than that. It's how to set safe boundaries, how to know what you want and not want, how to communicate, how to move from friend to partner. You know, because a lot of people don't know those things. Those aren't skills that we learn. Those are things we just kind of pick up along the way. Yeah, exactly. And um, for like you, you said that you said that people, people in your like your hometown were like, they were like, they they wouldn't expect you to be talking about sex. No. Well, the same is the same goes for me. Like I'm very, I'm very, um, I'm very modest. Like I don't talk, I don't, I don't talk about this kind of thing. So, so like for people watching this, they're probably like, oh, they're probably like, whoa, what is Winnie doing? But I said, that, yeah. this is a, this is a topic, this is a topic that needs to be, that needs yeah. to be talked about. Well, I really like it because I also sell pure romance. I know. Do you know what that is? Yes. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I just kind of like threw myself in the full thing because I was like, because I also love. I'm just going to put a plug out there. I also love Pure Romance because it makes that kind of shopping for toys and things like that accessible. I mean, yeah. when you have a PA or somebody who drives you, um, you don't want to be like, hey, want to yeah. drive me and do you want to drive me and my partner to Lover's Lane? Yeah, or exactly. maybe you can't get there or maybe you don't know what to buy. So like, I really jumped in because I love the idea of how romance it makes it accessible to people yeah. makes it able to conversate your consultants are willing to educate you so i it's all around me that's awesome do you have do you have a lot of uh customers with disabilities there yeah so um i can't name a name but my first yeah, yeah. um my first party that i threw um was during quarantine it was a virtual party and the hostess had a stepsister with cerebral palsy. 
and she didn't know that I had cerebral palsy because you can only see my shoulders up and I don't go and say, hey, I'm disabled. I'm yeah, like, hey, this I'm who I am. And so she messaged me after the party and she goes, I don't know if you're going to be able to help me, but I have cerebral palsy. I need to know what to buy for me and my disability. Do you yeah. know what that is? Yeah. And I was like, surprise, I have cerebral palsy too. And she started to cry because she's never met anyone like her before. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that was just a sign to me, like, I'm in the right place at the right time. So a lot of, I end up meeting a lot of customers with disabilities because they want to know what to get and they want that support, which they don't often get. Yeah, that's very cool. So I kind of want to talk about... I already know because again I looked at your Instagram. So your your uh, partner boyfriend uh, also has a disability. Has what is what is your what is your dating experience been like? So I haven't dated at all. So um, I met my partner David when I was a freshman in high school. He was the first person with CP that I've met who. Um, how can I do this? Matched me on a cognitive level. Yeah, totally. So, um, so yeah, we've been together since I was sixteen, and I'm going. I'm so you don't. So you don't really. You don't really have that dating experience, like that creepy, <laughs> that creepy. No. No, you're not missing. You didn't miss anything. You, oh. you, you, uh, you're lucky. Yeah. And, <laughs> And before we start dating, I wanted, and I, I, I'm sure you've seen my post, because I'm open about this, I wanted nothing to do with him, because I didn't know anyone before him. So I was like, no, I'm good, go away. Um, but then I just realized how nice it was to have someone I could relate to, and someone yeah. that gets. That's, that's totally, that's totally, I can totally relate, because my, uh, my fiance is also in a wheelchair, and um, before him, I was like, I'm only going to date able body, you know, like, yep. and then I only dated able body for, like, two years, and they were all assholes, and, like, then I met, and then I met Devin, and I was like, we just, like, insulate, you know, Yeah. but I wouldn't, but I wouldn't, like, I almost didn't talk to him, because I'm like, oh, he, he, he has a disability, like, I don't want to do, I don't want to do this, but, yep. but, like, it totally worked out, man. Like, yeah, okay, that's great. How long have you been engaged? Um, it'll be we we move we moved really fast. It'll be a we'll be engaged a year this month. Okay, congratulations. Like, really soon, but no, we we but we've been we've been together almost two years. So we we knew like we knew like right off the bat like yeah there ain't no way and like we already we know. We've been engaged for uh, um, a year and a half. Yeah. Together for 11, so. That's awesome. Um, so, what is, let me, let me think, let me think of some other, some other uh, questions. Have you, have you, uh, talking about your, like, all this stuff, have you, have you experienced any, like, backlash for, like, being so open? for being so open about uh, sexuality as a person with this? I thought I would. Um, like I said, I've 
was raised in a very conservative home, so I thought it would, but my family and my friends are very supportive. Um, and really, I just really come at it as I'm not, I'm not saying go out and screw everybody. I'm yeah, just, well, you're doing I'm saying, it, you're doing it very respect, like a respectful way. Like you're not like you're not like like shoving your sexuality like in people's faces, like all of your Instagram. Like you're doing it in a very like respectful way. In my yeah, opinion. I just want their disability to be seen as more sex positive. Yes. Yes. And whatever people decide to do with that, that's up to them. I just want to make sure they're getting the information that they need to make a educated or, yeah, educated and choice that is their own and not somebody else's. Yes, and I, I'm like, I believe that being more educated or versed in your sexuality leads to, leads to, like, leads to you gaining more confidence. Do you, do you think that's... Oh, I I started, I guess, really, quarantine's what made me really more open about it. I mean, I just got certified last October, and I started Geromance in April this year. So I can see a huge difference in my overall confidence. Um, and I think that once you know what sexuality is for yourself, that just, you feel like you have a control over your life. You have a you have control over your body and what you what you want done with it and what you want to do and that just that opens so many doors to empowerment exactly that, that's a good that's a good that's a good word to use you feel you feel empowered like and that's a very yeah that's a I very feel, good word i feel like people um asexuality is a form of sexuality yeah and if someone wants to be asexual they have the right to be asexual, and they have the right not to be asexual. And I think you brought up a good point uh, earlier on when it comes to sexuality and people with disabilities. It's not all about like the 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 physical, like actually like the physical intercourse or whatever however you want to put it. It's not all. It's not all about. It's not all about that. So I think that's a good thing to bring up for other people with disabilities. Who might like get in their head, get in their head a little bit, you know, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's not. Yeah. That's not the be all end all. Like, it's so much more than just the physical part. Yeah, if people. One thing I really wish people would take away from whatever I teach, whatever I do, is sex can be whatever you want it to be. So okay. if that does not involve an intercourse or penetration, great. If it does, great. But whatever it works for you and your ability. Yeah, and whatever works for um for you and your partner or just yourself. Like there I there needs to be an an open open an open line for communication if I'm if, Yes. Exactly. Um so at the end of at the end of every episode I I get my ask my guests if they have any advice for other people that are like going through going through similar situations. So, do you have any advice for uh, people who might be watching? Um, just go with it. Find what works for you. Um, I am gonna say 
there's nothing wrong with masturbation. Yeah. Finding what works for you. And let let sex be what it what it needs to be or what you want it to be for you. There's no right or wrong answer. Well, that's good and that's good advice. Um, Izzy, where can people follow you on social media? Um, let me look it up. So you, I'm most active on Instagram. So you can follow me at Izzy Bullock. So it's I Z Z I E. B is in boy, U-L-L-O-C-K. Um, you can always message me on there if you're interested in pure romance or anything like that. I'm always open for a conversation or if you just need some advice, my inbox is always open. Awesome. So I will put her information in the uh, description below so people so you can follow, people can follow you. And thank you, Izzy, for uh, being on Spastic Chatter. I really enjoyed talking with you thank you for having me yeah no problem and for those watching there's always a a, a, a link to there's always a link in the description to, if you wanted to be a guest on spastic chatter and check back next week for another episode thanks bye